Hi, everybody in podcast land and also on YouTube. I'm James. I'm David. I am Riley. And this is the Carpool Critics Movie Podcast, where today we are discussing the 2021 A24 film. Sure is. The Green Knight. The Green Knight. I'm trying to do the Green Knight voice. I just can't. Not even close. It's ridiculously deep. It's also very altered. Yes. It's it's inhuman. But the guy's voice is also just super deep. Anyways, Mm. continue, James. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, (laughs) Next week, if you're in our convoy of listeners who watch movies ahead of time, we are doing Suicide Squad. Suicide. The the Suicide Squad. The new one. Which is weird because it is a sequel to Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad without the the. But also a soft reboot. Oh, is it? It's a soft reboot, yeah. Oh, okay. Because the first one sucked. But and this one? It's just, supposed to be awesome. The franchise really? just like... Great reviews, so... Yeah. Well, it's... um James Gunn. James Gunn. There you yeah. go. Guardians of the Galaxy. There you yeah, go. I'm, I'm not going to be on that episode. James Gone. Good. Ah, that, that. Boom. <laughs> but today, we're doing the Green Knight all day. Different tone on this one compared to that movie. Very sure. Very So, David... Yep. Question for you. Yes. What would you like to give this movie out of 10? A true masterwork in legendary filmmaking, both figuratively and literally speaking. The Green Knight is a scintillating and cryptic fever dream, which I will be contemplating for at least a year and a day. What? 8.8 out of 10. Mm. Wow. I fucking love this movie. Really? Thing it's it. sick. Nice. It's a sick movie. I'm happy for you. I knew you. Yep. No, I know, no, I know I, you. I, I know you. Okay. But here's my slogan. Okay. Here's my slogan. <laughs> This Here film... comes Downer Riley. <laughs> no, I don't think so. This film. Well, you is... thought this was gonna be John Wick, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I was misled. I thought there was gonna be at least a couple explosions. Um, this <laughs> film is a beautiful painting, visually striking, emotionally evocative, and open to interpretation. But I don't go to a gallery to stare at a painting for two hours. One fight scene <laughs> would have been good. Just one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a spiritual fight. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm giving it 7.9 yeah. out of 10 because yeah. I'm like, I know it's it's the same thing as the last one. I, I know that it's a good movie and I did enjoy it. It's just like the last like fifth of it maybe. I don't want to say quarter because it's like less than a quarter, but like the last fifth of it, I was falling asleep. Oh, interesting. Me was the first fifth that I was like, am I into this? Oh, really? But James. Oh, wow. Well. Yeah, James, what about Meet you? Meet you in the middle. The Green Knight is a straightforward hero's journey told in a slightly less than straightforward way. Mm. It's original enough to make it an instant call it classic, but with enough annoyances to keep it from being an instant normal classic. <laughs> <laughs> Eight out of ten. Yeah. Yeah, wow, okay. I liked it a lot. It's a really cool movie. A couple things I would... Yeah, yep. But I liked it a lot. Yep. It's just... It's just... So- it's just time to hear about our sponsor, <laughs> GroveMade. A new sponsor, everybody. Oh my Today's God. episode is sponsored by GroveMade. GroveMade creates next-level modern desk accessories for your home, office, and everyday carry. Their products are made in the USA, and they strike a balance between minimalist, Riley design, and function. Build your dream workspace so that you can get your best work done with everything from laptop and headphone stands to planters, pens, and knives. All sorts of good stuff. So thanks again to GrowMate for sponsoring this video. New customers can use the code CRITIC, a singular critic, it's me, uh, for 10% (laughs) off through the link below or at GrowMate.com. Why didn't they make it critics? Um, Character count. I feel left out. Well... I'm doing the read, so I'm the... the, (laughs) uh, We're also brought to you by Private Internet Access VPN. PIA helps you hide your true IP address so that you can bypass geo restrictions and censorship. You can connect up to 10 devices at once and includes an internet kill switch... One year hence. ...if your VPN gets disconnected (laughs) involuntarily. PIA is available for Windows, Mac, Android, iOS, and even has a Chrome extension out in the woods at the Green Chapel, so check it out at lmg.gg slash carpoolcritic. Oh, man, I I wish they did that voice for the Green Knight now, sort of. Uh, I have a game, uh, buddy. Listen. <laughs> He's stronger than he sounds. <laughs> All right. 
if you haven't watched this movie in a while or never, Riley, why don't you tell us what happens? Spoiler alert, everybody. I don't know if we did that in the beginning, but here we go. Spoilers. Gawain, the nephew of King Arthur, attends a Christmas feast at the Round Table in Camelot. Elsewhere, Gawain's mother, Morgan Le Fay, performs a magical ritual, and the mysterious Green Knight barges into the court, challenging Arthur's men to a game. Whoever lands a blow on him wins his axe, but next Christmas, they must travel to the Green Chapel and receive an equal wound. That's the deal. Gawain agrees and decapitates the Green Knight, who simply picks up his head and rides off laughing. Good laugh. Crazy guy. A year later, after refusing to let his lover Essel out of the Friends with Benefits zone, Gawain departs for the Green Chapel, armed with the Green Knight's axe and a magical green sash his mother says will protect him from all harm. After getting mugged by scavengers, retrieving a ghost's lost head, befriending a fox, tripping on shrooms, and bothering some singing giants, Gawain is welcomed into a castle by a lord, his lady, and a blindfolded old woman. The lord offers Gawain the spoils of his hunt in exchange for whatever Gawain receives at the castle, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, the lady steals the lady steals the green sash, and Gawain gives in to her advances to get it back, for which she rebukes him. Um, leaving the castle, Gawain returns the lady's quote-unquote gift by kissing the lord, but withholds the sash. Uh, Gawain's fox friend suddenly warns to turn back, using his mother's voice, but Gawain drives it away and reaches the chapel, where the green knight awakes to return the blow he was dealt. But Gawain flinches and flees back to Camelot, where he becomes king, has a son with Essel, but then abandons her, marries a noblewoman, and becomes hated by his subjects until he finally removes the sash and his head falls off. But this is all revealed to be a vision. Gawain is still at the chapel. He removes the sash and prepares for death. The Green Knight then praises Gawain for passing the test, saying playfully, Now, off with your head. And then there's also a post credit scene, which I didn't I stay that. for. Yeah, I did. I, I stayed. No idea. I stayed. And what happens in it? Uh, a little girl we've never seen before is playing on the ground. She's like one, 18 months, like very young little baby, is playing on the ground with uh, King Arthur's crown and like goes to put it on. Right. I don't know what that portends. Which indicates what a sequel with the. Does it look lead? like the? Does it look like the girl is his daughter? Uh, the girl did not look at all Indian. Okay. I'll say that. His other kids in the visions and stuff were right, know, right, right. Had a little death well, she, 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 she did not look Indian. No, I just looked straight oh, okay. Caucasian kid. Because the interpretation that I encountered, because I didn't know that there was a post credit scene, but then I saw people talking about it, was that that was his daughter, and it's indicating that um, he, lives he, he, he lives and goes back and becomes king, huh. uh, and it's like a happy ending. But maybe not. But that's not know. new information. That would expound on the ending we, we got. But that, that would be new information. It's different though, because he had a son. No, he had a son in the in the vision, the, vision, oh, yeah, yeah. the hell vision. Yeah. But then he snapped out of that vision, did the right thing, and went home. Oh yeah. So yeah. we would assume that things what, are different. The things are different, and yeah. he had a happy ending. Yeah. So, and I, I like I'm going by ending. memory here. I'm pretty sure it was like a a baby we never saw before that didn't look like it. Okay. As far as I could tell. So um, I, I was just confused by it. Let's go from the ending right to the beginning then. Sure. And one of the first things, I mean, I, I don't know. This I'm just being honest. The first question in my mind when I saw Dev Patel was playing a English uh, medieval knight was like, oh, is this like some, is this like an alternate universe or whatever? And there's going to be a bunch of different like ethnicities involved or whatever. But it's it's more that it was just like Dev Patel's a good actor yeah. to play this role and let's just get him. Yep. Yeah, I think that's just a new paradigm of filmmaking we're in where it's just, it just doesn't really matter. So it's like, yeah. There's no, Who there's knows? No, there's no attention paid to it really in the lore. It's just kind of like, he's a knight, but you don't, don't need to think it. And I thought that was really there, cool. It, it, it slightly matters. Like, his mom 
is also Indian. Yeah. So like they I, look alike at least. So there's some continuity. They, yeah, they like tried to make it sort of make sense, I guess, in the universe that like you know he's this ethnicity and, and no one else is really. But I don't know. I didn't. It, it, it doesn't actually, bother me. It doesn't bother me at all. No, and I thought it no. was like kind of cool that that is a thing that's happening now. That hey, if if you know if we want a certain actor for this, but they're not the right quote unquote ethnicity or whatever. We can just hire them and yeah. it doesn't really matter. Like, I'm not like even the, taking it from like a super woke pr- diversity is yeah. awesome perspective. It literally just doesn't matter. Yeah. Like right, I just right. didn't think about it. I think what, it, what I like about it too is that it just helps set him apart so differently from everybody else. Like your your attention's only on him even mm-hmm. when there's a bunch of other knights around. You're like, it's, it's him. I yeah. will say though, I think it adds a layer of interpretation to the film though because mm-hmm. then you're like, the you can't help but try to interpret the movie through a race lens. Sure. When, especially if he's one of the only brown mm. characters, yeah. then you're like, oh, what does that mean? Is yeah. it an allegory for race? Yeah. I mean, maybe there is some allegory there, but I did not pick up on it. Yeah. Uh, There's enough other allegory to yeah. focus on. This is one of those movies that, like, it's, I think, like, when I finish it, I was like, I need to watch this again almost immediately because mm. it's so, it's so ambiguous with what it's saying. And, like, I almost didn't want to, like, after watching it, I almost didn't want to cover it because I don't want to think, like, I don't want to go and find, like, definitive information. I don't want to, like, sit in that like nether zone of like what is this what am i feeling how does it make me interpret it right uh, i felt exactly like you but simultaneously exactly opposite mm. i felt like whoa there's a million ways that you know it was ambiguous and all that but i also simultaneously felt like actually that was just a straightforward hero's journey yeah. just well nope. sort of i guess i mean i didn't really analyze it from the the traditional sort of like the individual plot points and stuff but w- did you think about it in that way where it's like okay there's a he, he fails and then he comes back and there's a mentor and blah, 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 you know? There's a little bit of that. Like, there's a little bit of, like, refusal of the call when he, he doesn't want to actually go to the what, the right. Green Chapel and then That's the true. king's like, you got to go. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't, like, Threshold Guardian, I don't think, uh, character. I know. There's, uh, like, the fox is a guide. There is normal stuff like that. But it just seemed like, yeah, he's he has this uh, want and he has to change himself and rise yeah. to the occasion to be good. Right. And then all is lost. It doesn't happen. But then it does happen and yeah. uh, we're good and everything's good now. So it was pretty straight ahead that way. It was just was wrapped in this kind of A24 tone yep. where yeah. it's like there's hand <laughs> jobs. I've never seen jizz in a movie, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, it was, that was yeah, crazy. I, that yeah. was actually the most shocking part of the movie for me where I'm just like, what? we're seeing it. <laughs> Usually they're just kind of like they would find a way to imply that that happened. But mm. no, we just like see it on yeah. the, the cloth. Let me ask you this. Each of you, was this movie what you expected? It was no. pretty close. I, I mean, like, I, I've seen online a lot of people are upset that it's not, like, a fantasy action movie. But it's, like, I from the trailer, I didn't get that. I got it was, like, yeah. a surrealist, like, legend. Uh, right. And that's what I got. I feel like, to me, this feels the most, like, I felt reading, like, the short story, like, Arthurian short stories when I was a kid. Where it's, like, there's these, like, crazy things that are happening, but, like, in a weird abstract tone that isn't quite communicating what these people are feeling. Mm. And so it leaves so much room for you to occupy the emotion yourself. And I really felt that in this where like all these these thresholds that he's going on these like specific little sub stories that are happening it felt so like like uh like anecdotes that were mm. living out in front of me especially since he almost never talks in any yeah. of the scenes it's yeah. usually another person uh, giving everything and he just kind of stands there and absorbs yeah. it so you're kind of right he's there with him very yeah. passive yeah. as a as a character until the very end um i i Expected it to be this surrealist um, kind of ride, a visual kind of mind blow psychedelic sort of situation. But I did, it did surprise me in that it was basically 
it was a pretty faithful adaptation of the original uh, Sir Gawain and the Green Knight uh, poem, uh, epic poem. And so I was like sort of disappointed by that because... Wait, do you have familiarity with that? I mean, I I, I encountered it in like English 12 or whatever. So okay. I, didn't, I haven't really looked back at it since sure. then, but you know, I'm, I, I knew about it and I knew that it was sort of this like meandering quest where he meets a bunch of things like a bunch of things happen and then he gets to the end and it's like actually he lives because the green knight isn't actually an antagonist he's more trying to get him to learn something and so i didn't i didn't i I expected it to be a bit more like a uh modern uh tale inspired by the green knight but really it was sort of like a modern interpretation of Mm -hmm. that story yeah uh so i yeah i I was i was i was surprised a little bit there I, I want to go ask you guys There's a question. There's so many times in the trailers where he's swinging the axe. Yeah, that's fair. I'm like, he's going to... He, the blades are going to yeah. meet at some point. Yeah. I remember in the trailer <laughs> seeing the, like, the giant hand come over the, the hill, and I thought it was going to be a much bigger thing than it was, not yeah. just like a five-minute, like, what do you want? Yeah, I think uh. that was that's the thing that surprised me, is that I expected some of these kind of, like, from the trailer. I shouldn't have watched the trailer. This is but why trailer, you don't watch you trailers. But the trailer is what got me interested in yeah. it. Man, I, I I, I'll tell you what I saw of the trailer. Send you a, a fighter to fight me. I'll do it. Turned it off. I was yeah. like, that looks cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, David, I interrupted you. Um, uh, uh-oh, sorry. <laughs> um, Let's just do oh, it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, like, you guys seem to feel like it's really definitive that the Green Knight lets him go at the end. I felt like mm-hmm. it was like, it could, like, maybe he's like, like you did it, you survived, or like, like you, you, you were brave. Now it's time to die. Like, you've accepted it. Yeah. I didn't oh. really feel like it was, like, definitive that he let him go. Like, I felt like there was a little bit of, like... So you think, you're saying that it's possible that the vision ends, yeah. and then he leaves the green, the green Chapel, returns home, and the vision plays out? No, 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 no. That, that like, the Green Knight kills him. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's definitely, it's it's definitely, and I think I heard David Lowry, the director, writer, uh, saying this, that it's meant to be, um, what's the word? Ambiguous? Ambiguous. So wait, what's the final image? What do we see? I don't remember. I thought it was like the close-up on him. He's like, off with your head. Yeah, and with I mean. like his finger dragged across his throat. Yeah, he drags his fingers across his throat and then says, off your head. And then the credits roll. And the credits roll. And like the the poem, he de- definitively lets him go. But yeah. to me, the, I, that ending felt like it's like may, maybe. Oh, okay, like- well then in that case, then the I would say the post credit scene does give you new information. Gives you a definitive okay. answer where, like, okay, he went on to have kids, I, I guess. I feel like because it's this modern retelling of it, uh letting it be ambiguous is the right decision um, because you can explore the idea of what what if he just dies at the end, you know? And that, that kind of also mirrors um, Gawain's journey of going from, like, I'm scared, I'm going to keep this sash on me, you know, I'm not actually living with honor uh, to choosing to live with honor and choosing to embrace um, death if that's what awaits him. Yeah. Um, and so at, we as the audience are also supposed to be like, okay, if he dies, that's okay. You know, like the important thing was the journey. The important thing is what we learned along the way. Now you have honor, good stuff. But um, I think that if if I had to, you know, roll a dice or if I had to pick which ending is probably the one that actually happens, yeah, quote unquote, probably that's he lives. I think so. Do you think there's another ending where like they just never ever do this because audiences hate it? But do you think there was ever an intended ending where the vision actually is just what happens? I hope not. That'd be such a bummer ending. And it would Although, like it would work against a like tragedy. The, yeah, it would just work against yeah. what the rest of the movie is about. It's not supposed to be a tragedy per se. No. Although, I guess there is source material, so it would be a disservice yeah. 
sacrilege to the source material. Yeah, well, I mean, he he did change the source material quite a bit. I mean, in the source material, Sir Gawain is already a knight, and he's upstanding, he's a good person, and this is just kind of like a journey that he goes on to become even better. Yeah. And in this one, you know, we meet Gawain, and he's in the brothel, uh, getting drunk on Christmas Eve, and he goes home, and his mom is like, where were you? And he's like, I was at mass, and blah, blah, blah. So he's like, He's a bad guy, or he's he's a you know troublemaker, underdeveloped. Yeah. yeah. So so this is the journey of him going from being this like not respectable person, not yeah. someone who lives with honor, to someone who does. Yeah. It would have been a pretty, I think, underwhelming tragedy. Like if he had started as a great knight and then fallen into cowardice, like that could be an arc. But yeah, yeah where he starts to, if he had just lost, yeah, that, it, that it would just annoying. be sad and depressing. Yeah. And what's the point of doing yeah. this? Yeah. Now, I I yeah, I really like it. It's like there's not that many movies that are like deal with. The, with like facing death with honor quite like this like there's a lot of movies that are like like yeah like be a hero like die a hero yeah. but I, I like this how like it's that, that I just really like that vision and it's like mm. how like living your life slowly fading away is so much less uh, impactful and like so much less good than just like going out in a blaze of glory man oh jeez I fucking love it <laughs> yeah especially getting, getting beheaded by a yeah uh, symbol of nature good night come buddy <laughs> okay that no, we'll talk about it later. What? The Green Knight? <laughs> the fact that he's like, I'll, whatever blow you give me, I'm going to give you. And he's like, all right, I'll chop your head off. Well, like, what yeah, the fuck? But like, Why would he chop his head off? This is kind of the, so like it originally bothered me because, you know, it's the classic backseat driver movie viewer thing where yeah. I'm like, why would you cut his head off? Why wouldn't, if you, if you know that he's going to return the blow <laughs> and he looks like this mystical thing, like this isn't a normal night. But he didn't say he was going to. Did he? Yeah, okay. he did. When, I want to. I want to say this for the record. I needed subtitles. God, yes. I, not since Tenet have I wished I had subtitles so bad. Yeah, especially I, since they're speaking some characters in like an archaic form, yep. and there's all this modulation on the voices on some of the yeah. characters. King Arthur. They're like whispering. Was that English? Yeah, yeah, I didn't have a problem with him. I had a problem with also, the fox. How does he say Gawain? He says Garwin. No, they say uh, yeah, Gawain. Gawain. He says it's so weird. Yeah, well, they're Whatever. Celtic, Old English, Middle English, sure, sure. weird stuff. Right. So I couldn't understand what they were saying fully, but wait, what were we talking about? Uh, subtitles? Like you yeah, but understand. before that, uh, what oh, were you talking the, about? The Green Knight? I don't know. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Did challenge. he say Did he say that he was like, whatever blow you give me, I'm going to respond in kind? But I don't, yes. He did say that it it could be a, a scratch or a... He says, you can strike me however you want, okay. and I will respond exactly how you right. respond. So, so, oh, well, that's dumb. Yeah, <laughs> so knowing that, I'm like, you could just like give him a little nick or something, yeah. you know? But well, but the other thing is that the Green Knight sit, like kneels down and offers his neck, yeah. and so it's like, wait, is this a trick? Dude, yeah, it's clearly a trick. Yeah, but it's yeah, also yeah. a bunch of, you know, he's in this culture, right? Like, the, there's a lot of yeah. pressure on him to- That's fair. He, like, he stands up and he has to have this bravado and be brave and right. that's what he thinks bravery is. Yeah, and I yeah, it's it's an indicator of his character that he thinks that, well, obviously, the the coolest thing, the most honorable, knightly thing, badass thing that I could do here is to de decapitate this intruder in my king's court. I'm going to teach him a lesson. And so he cuts off his head and then is like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, I think the culture at, at play um, is... It definitely is that play because they don't even set up why you would want the axe. The yep. whole premise of the game is like, if you strike me, you get the axe. Yeah. Which is it's really cool. Implied axe. to be sick for some, but they don't even imply and really imply that it is a trophy that you want. They don't say like, with this axe, you can slay any foe or anything like that. Yeah. So well, it, it must just be the fact that he wants to have honor and courage and do this yeah. thing for his king. The other, but the funny thing about it as well is the fact that the the Green Knight and the uh, king Arthur 
reiterates that it's just a game. Like, don't forget, it's a game. And they say this multiple times. And so it kind of like serves to, it made me want to decrease the stakes in my own mind. But then as things go on, they're acting as if it's like huge stakes. But then they also, you know, again, when you know, a year later, he, I think he says a year later too, King Arthur, he's like, it's just, you know, it's a game. Yeah. But at the same time, you have to go and like, you know, because it's the right thing yeah. to do. But I think he has no the, wisdom. But I think that's part of like the the theme of it too, where it's like, it's about honor and chivalry and like, right. Like dealing with that stuff. And so even though it is a game and it's like, to us, it's like, this makes no sense. Like just run. Yeah. Uh, within the, the context of this theme, I think it makes a lot. It, it it kind of is recontextualizing what they see the game as, I guess. Yeah. I, 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 so part of the structure of the original poem and uh, this movie is based around, um, like the actual plot is based around these five values of chivalry. You guys encounter those? I live my life by them. Yeah. <laughs> they are friendship, generosity, chastity, courtesy, and piety. And so each of the challenges that he encounters in this- That hand job. Yeah. Oh. That's chastity. Yes. And uh, But the first one is generosity because he meets the scavenger and the scavenger gives him directions. Doesn't give enough money. First of all, he says that his brothers died in battle and he like doesn't offer to help him or anything. And then he gives him directions and he's just like, thanks a lot. And like w- walks off and he's like, am I- is that all it's worth to you? And then he like flips him one coin. And so it's like, all right, you're not being very generous, Sir Gawain. <laughs> so he fails that test. And then, uh, what's the, uh, courtesy? Generosity? No, that was generosity. <laughs> and then I think courtesy is the one where where he he has to, the, the, the ghost, he has to get her head from the lake or from the spring. Sure. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I'll get your head, but what do you have to offer me in return? Oh. So then he fails that one. But then he is that courtesy. But he succeeds uh, though because he he gets the head and he puts it on the the friendship, the the the, oh, no. the the bed and then he gets the the axe appears. Yeah, yeah. So he gets rewarded yeah. once he passes the test. Yeah. Um, I think friendship is the one where the fox is there. He makes friends with the fox, but then the fox is like, "Don't go!" And he he's like, get, he's, he's like, so "Get mad. the hell out of here!" So that's he like fails the friendship test. Right, because he's supposed to give whatever he received at the house. He's supposed to give back, right? So he received their. The sash. No, no, you're getting ahead of it. I think you're just talking about just the fox. Well, the like fox the is after. Fox well, is the fro- after the this fox part. The fox is in the bag, right? Like the Lord has the fox in the bag. But they, we've encountered the fox before. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I thought you were talking about he ultimately fails the friendship test because he doesn't. Well, yeah, he's friends with the fox, but then he he doesn't listen to his advice. I don't know. No, which... But he also betrays it because he doesn't he doesn't give the sash back to the Lord in, in exchange for the fox who is in a bag. No, but the fox gets released. He does, but. I think that the sash thing. Oh wait, is that courtesy? Were you supposed to give it back? Anyways, whatever. <laughs> Basically, all the challenges. I feel like we have to map these yeah. on, what, though, or else I, I feel people like are gonna a, get at us. But what's piety? Piety. Uh, I don't uh, even know what that means that must in be this the sense. Sash. I don't know. It's Who fine. cares? <laughs> I, I I love those obstacles, though. And I mean, like, I like that you can map them onto specific kind of chivalrous. Well, some of them, maybe. But uh, yeah, like I love just contemplating, like, what did do each of these mean like what is the fox and the fact that it speaks with the mother's voice it was that uh, clear to you that it was the mom's no voice? i had to read that after it wasn't clear to me and i saw it on wikipedia the fox speaks with the mother's voice i was gonna ask you because it was in your synopsis uh, was it clear to you that the fox's voice was the mother's voice um or was that just from wikipedia i think in the moment i was like yeah you yeah, know when i when i was watching the movie i was like that's probably the mom okay it does track for me but i just wanted to know yeah because to me the 
it's all about the mom. To me, the mom's incantations at the beginning of the film, um, they, they, they summon the Green Knight. Yep. And but even before that, her incantations get him to sit beside the king, right? He yeah. would, the king was speaking, they were speaking yep. through the king and, and controlling him, yep. right? So she, she's a mom sitting there being like, I'm going to give my son this opportunity, at least. Mm. Opportunity is going to present itself. He gets an opportunity to prove himself and be courageous. And so then the whole game happens. So then she gives him that like invulnerability sash, right? Yeah. She, this is another part where I wish I had subtitles. I'm pretty sure she said like if you if you continue to wear this you're going to be yeah, safe. you can't no one can hurt you. Right. So then she, he's going out into the world. He's trying to become an adult who can face the world, mm. but he's still under the wing of his parents. Yep. And until he removes that shield of invulnerability and just faces the world on his own, yep. he's not completing his mission. It, that makes sense too that it's his mom's voice that comes out of the fox and tries to stop him because I was wondering that I'm like why does she try and stop him if she summoned this whole journey, but it's She's not really interested in his growth. She's interested in like his perceived honor. I think she's interested in his growth, but she's also interested in his survival. And she, mm. at the end, she says, well, look, I know you're enchanted by this other belt. Uh, I know that you're being dishonest. You haven't grown sufficiently to face the Green Knight, so you will fail. Hmm. And right. then he says, uh, no, which Swings the th- that's a step in the right direction. Yep. But um, yeah. th- another kind of issue I had is that he has this vision. We don't really know why. Uh, what prompted him to have the vision and then he goes oh man after that vision i better change my ways and then he grows in that moment he takes the sash off and he's ready to face the world and he does the right thing but what compelled him to do that wait what do you mean to have a vision i mean oh. it's like it's why does the, he change there's it, a lot it of seems stuff kind of that you, could, you could be like like i mean specifically that vision to me it's it's a legend that's like there's a lot of mysticism and there's a lot of like fantasy it's just like the magic of the green knight enchanted him and like the the green knight isn't there to kill him it's he's there to like Make him be a, a better knight. Oh, yeah. so you think the Green Knight... I think the Green Knight enabled that vision. Enables the to, vision. like, kind of solidify the growth that he's had throughout the whole movie. Uh, That's my interpretation. Okay, because I was kind of thinking that he would need to have the growth himself before getting to the Green Knight. And if you haven't had the growth before you get there, I, yeah. you lose the game. Yeah. I, I feel like the thing that is most fulfilling to me is to think that each of these tests that he went through kind of, like, got him a little bit more towards a realization of what he actually needs to do. And then once he was faced with death, he sort of had this vision internally he just kind of like thought about where things would go if he actually did escape just kind of connected the dots yeah and just kind of connected the dots with that vision and that i feel like if it's the green knight sort of like magically giving him the vision it feels less yeah what's cool the no, i don't i don't think that he's giving them the vision i think it's just like like the there's a vision happening not because it's just like he's scared i think it's just like the enchantment yeah, of the yeah, whole yeah. journey sure, sure. it's not yeah it's not like a spell that he casts or something <laughs> yeah, the green yeah, the Green Knight's like, because then it's just like, I'm fixing you. No, 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 that's fine. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think then in that interpretation, it's like the whole movie's kind of poorly structured where his growth isn't progressive. It's just like, right at the end. <laughs> right. Okay, so I found I found a breakdown of the actual virtues and what, they, oh, what the parts this. in the movie, so we don't have to like stumble through it ourselves, okay? So friendship, he attacks the fox by throwing rocks at it and scares it away. He fails friendship. Uh, he fails at generosity by not giving the scavenger the stuff. Uh, he fails at chastity because he gets jacked off by the lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he fails uh, to respect the host's, the, the Lord's courtesy of giving him oh. like shelter and like the spoils the, of his the, hunt and stuff by not uh, giving him back everything that he got. He yeah. should have given him a hand job. While he's on that horse. And like the, his dick was at eye level. And, he, <laughs> and, the, and, and the sash. Oh no, the piety thing seems links to something else. Ah, uh, we're in Okay, prepared. wait, but. Oh, man, it's Sorry. okay. It wasn't all there. Um, oh, 
Yeah, and he also wanted to ride on the shoulders of giants to get across the valley, take a shortcut, which is not very knightly. So, uh, mm. yeah, so there you yeah, go. I saw that. So that's another instance of the mom kind of stepping in and yep. being like, no, you can't take this shortcut. Yep. This is supposed to be your big opportunity for, you know, grit. <laughs> so the, the, the fox just howls at them yeah. in some kind of language they understand. Oh, 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 oh. Wait, he fails the tenet of piety by not giving Essel the the honor of being his lady or something? How is that no. piety? Isn't I don't that know. Pious, isn't that religion? Okay, somebody in the comments let yeah. us know what the what the piety he part was. He was going to screw over Essel. Oh, Essel question. I also read when I... Basically what happens? I saw this movie and I was like, okay, now I need to read the synopsis on Wikipedia to see, like, <laughs> what did I miss when I couldn't hear people? Yep. Yeah. And um, it said uh, the lady at the... at the Like, the Lord's wife... Yeah. Mm, with a blue dress, uh, she looks identical to Essel. And I yes. was like, what? She's you, like a whole different you, race than Essel. Like, what are what? you talking about? Like the same actor. The same actor as Alicia. What? Alicia, it's Alicia it was? Yeah, what are you talking You're about? You're learning this now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it's supposed to be like a, a him like facing the fact that he like pushed her away. Yeah. Whoa, this is crazy to me. Yeah. I, I thought mean, I didn't know that, but yeah. Well, I assumed that, that like they wouldn't just choose the same actor for any other reason, except for it to yeah. be like a vision for him to face like a lady version of the person he said he would never make a lady. Yeah. Dude, I feel like my like uh, my algorithms for facial recognition failed me or something. <laughs> I was like, yeah, super white chick at the beginning and then like half black chick later on that he what? moved. They, they look so different to me. <laughs> I mean, the lighting changes maybe. maybe what is going but... on? That's so funny. This uh, is crazy. No. Nope. Yeah, the same actress. Different uh, hair though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, shorts well, to Hessel like has short lady, hair. big hair. Yeah. Do I have a disorder? Maybe, yeah, you have face blindness. <laughs> Join the club with uh, Brad Pitt. I mean, I can understand he because has that? Yeah, he has. I Okay, so face blindness apparently is a real thing. I met a guy with it. But yeah. I I believe it's just like an excuse for people that don't bother, don't care. No. <laughs> no, man, the guy I met with, a, he's like, he has to look at people's hair to know who okay. Yeah, no, that's yeah. a real thing. It's definitely believe. a real thing. Yeah, you like... I've seen like documentaries on Faces, okay. they okay. basically... They don't have any more character to them than like people's hands. Imagine you had to like look, learn what I look like from looking yeah, at but my if hand. I only could use hands to know people. I would learn about hands pretty quick. Not to the detail that no, we were involved. Like, to... It's not about. It's not about okay. like. Oh, I just think Brad Pitt says that so that he doesn't have to bother learning people's names around okay, him. Okay, well, I don't know about Brad Pitt, but. <laughs> okay, I'm not being very for, generous for people with this condition. It's literally like the circuitry, sure. the face recognition sure, sure. circuitry is off. And that yeah. happened to me. I know how it feels now. Yeah. <laughs> this is very public and very I know embarrassing. Exactly how it I feels. swear that was a completely different. <laughs> That's fair. That's insane. I mean, I can I can understand that because she is presented very very differently mm -hmm. and it's uh it's not the movie almost doesn't there is a shot, the initial shot on her kind of seems to linger a little bit to be like, "Oh, look, it's the same actress." Yeah. But I thought it just lingered cuz it was like, "Ooh, tempting." Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and I see how you could I I can see how somebody could interpret it that way, but um, yeah, she was, uh, I, I'm not, I wasn't sure. This movie was so confusing to me, but that mm -hmm. was one of the things where I was just kind of like, I don't know why they're doing this. Uh, just can we move on? Like, <laughs> but the like while I was watching this movie, I wasn't thinking like, uh, these are the tests according, uh, you know, corresponding to the five chivalric virtues. I was just kind of like, well, and now there's giants and, and now there's a ghost. And uh, I actually really liked how the world building was kind of just just happening with yeah. no explanations like mm -hmm. in the beginning when uh the like king arthur who i didn't know was king arthur when i watched this movie by the way no. I, I had no idea about the <laughs> when did you when did you think it was king when arthur? i read about it after no <laughs> like, <laughs> they're at a round table yeah. there's knights i just thought yeah it's knights that's the king they, yeah they never say it explicitly they say excalibur that's probably like the most I mean, uh, yeah, they, yeah he's like he, he's like i give you excalibur 
Oh, I missed that. I don't think he says Excalibur. They say Excalibur. I did. I just. Oh. I was like, oh, I guess that makes sense. Why, like, when he held the sword, he was like pretty pumped on that. Yeah. But I just thought oh, it's the king's sword. <laughs> when he hands him the sword, I, I saw it with my brothers, and I leaned over to one of them. I was like, that's Excalibur. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I, I wow. Older brother splained. Yeah. I yeah. like the. Yeah, I like how abstract it is, but I like all the King Arthur stuff. I like that it's like... But, but, but wait, wait, the, yeah, yeah, the, the world building thing was um, when they're in that chamber and King Arthur like looks over to his vizier, his, like, his friend there. What? I guess maybe it's Merlin. Oh, no, that was Merlin. Yeah, yeah okay. I'm all finding this out right now. And he like he looks at the Green Knight and he like his face kind of glows or something and he's like, it's good. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Queen Guinevere was yeah. there, you know. Oh, yeah. Because right. I guess you didn't like... Did Notes. you go in knowing this was based on Sir Gawain and the Green Knight? No, I, know, I never heard that before. You were just like... That's not a poem I covered a, or remember, at least, from high school. You were just like, it's a movie about a knight. I just thought it was a fantasy movie. And I okay. thought it was just like, we, yeah, we have all the parts of the cultural imaginary of yeah. fantasy movies. There's Perfect. a king and a queen and a sword. That's so interesting. Castles. I had no idea that and it was like... And you still enjoyed it greatly. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, like, well, the thing is, fantasy is like defined by those, those poems and stuff. It's like that and Lord of the Rings are like what fantasy is like psh, yeah i guess it's so. like the fa- foundational pieces yeah. yeah so i mean even if i don't know explicitly that it's king arthur it's like every king is king arthur yeah. i guess so yeah, yeah. archetypally yes mythologically yeah, yeah. yeah i, I like that this movie is a slightly different take on them like they're like old and sick yeah i wonder uh, if there was something to that and i think like part of it's probably just practi- practicality so that in the vision we believe that he died and then gawain can occupy the seat yeah uh, but it also just like Makes I think it's also just like making it that it's not as majestic, so that it's like a mm. different jump starting point for Arthurian legend. Because right. like if he was like big hero Ar- like Arthur, it would just be it would be a yeah. different point for Gawain to start. Out. Like you said, yeah, less arc. It was definitely sort of like a more postmodern or like existentialist take on the whole thing. I mean, one of the things that indicated that to me was the fact that like there was no lighting. Yeah. Like in the the beginning of this movie is so dark because it's like they're in castles and the only light coming in is from these windows yeah. slits heads up and ca- it's england and there's yeah. no sun yeah. yeah yeah and so i was actually really annoyed in the beginning because oh, i'm really? like well not like so yeah. annoyed but i was just kind of like can't see anything <laughs> okay so there's something they do really such high contrast they do something really cool with the light and it's definitely on purpose i wish i had a notebook when i was watching this movie but basically any really important legendary moment there's like bright light that happens and mm-hmm. it's so it's they're they're bringing they're getting used to this underexposed light and when excalibur's handed over like there's so much more light like the whole scene becomes really yeah. exposed they use some rgb leds no <laughs> no they are <laughs> well there's that but then there's also times where like the color like there's colored light yeah for yeah. sure it's fair uh but they're they're very conscientious of it having to be underexposed and then when like a, a heroic moment or a legendary moment's happening yeah they pop it up and there's a big lens flare or something and i really like that touch because I, I can i can hear you especially the beginning it is dark, but I loved. Uh, yeah, it, that the the moment I can remember after there was a couple others, but is yeah, Excalibur's handed over, and then like light appears and lights him, and yeah, it's like yeah, ooh yeah. yeah, it's special. It's definitely like so like the 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 lighting is sort of realistic in those early sections, but at the same time, it kind of I what I do appreciate about it is that it kind of brings you into this sort of otherworldly uh, sense mm-hmm. or, or feeling where you're kind of like this is this is dark and weird and there's going to be some like crazy shit that happens and it kind of like prepares you for that in a way. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm off with that, but I, that's how it made me feel. Uh, kind of foreboding tone. Yeah. I heard some people saying they didn't like the opening shot where it was just the, the animals, the animals and just kind of chilling there for a while. Smoldering building in the background. 
It felt what was up with that? It felt cheap. I think to originally me. there wasn't it wasn't smoldering, right? Or was no, it? No, 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 no. It's it I was like a little it. bit of smoke. Oh yeah. And then it like cuts and it, the fire gets like progressively okay. larger. And that never was anything. That was never so important. The w- but what is up the with that, that opening I image? Sort of interpreted that was that it was like, okay, is that the it's like a loop sort of thing? Like that's what he saw in his vision that they were getting attacked at the end. And that's when he in his vision, his the castle gets attacked. And he's like, I've been, a, I'm a failed king. I'm gonna take off the sash, and his head falls off. And so I'm like, is that sort of like well, maybe a nod to some kind of cyclical nature of yeah, life? Yeah, like, I don't know if it's supposed to be a literal like thing, or yeah. whether it's just supposed to be a thematic reference to that later. And I don't know. Just like everything is seasonal, and like we're at, we're in the winter of King Arthur, and oh, the, the spring of maybe. Gawain. We see that circle of the seasons or whatever yeah. going around. Damn visual storytelling. Guys. I don't know it. I mean, we're we're bringing this to the yep, movie. Really, we totally are. I couldn't think of anything. But that's that's what I like about this movie, though, is that like there is like a million different ways you can interpret this opening shot. I really think this is the while watching it, I was like, I'm missing a lot. I'm sure oh, for sure. Oh, it yeah. seemed like it was rich with yeah symbolism. Well, like even like let's talk about that. Uh, it's not quite the opening shot, but the shot of the crown coming down, mm. getting on his head. I think that is the opening. Is that the opening shot? And then yeah. his head catches fire, and then it mo- the camera moves past him into the light. Yeah. Oh yeah, that, that was- is. One of the coolest shots it's I've ever cool. fucking seen. It's yeah. so cool. That sure. was that was actually the first time in the movie where I was like, stop titles. Yeah. It's kind of like the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, we'll fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like a, it's like a pre-prologue, yeah. but Definitely all I got from it was the TLDR. Yeah. Uh, what did she say? Like, there's lots of cool stories with with <laughs> yeah, good I, heroes. I not understand this what is not, This is not <laughs> one of those stories. And then like his headlights on fire. Yeah. I mean, I got the vibe. The, the vibe was there. I just so didn't cool. understand what exactly she was saying. When like the, it's it obviously like there's some CG cuts in there, but like the effect is so powerful. It's so it's, good. It just like his head catches fire, and you're like, oh what? And it really looked like him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not believe even after it's caught on fire. I was like, oh man, he's on fire. Yeah. After a while, I was like, okay, obviously that's not Dev Patel in there, but they did a really good job. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was like, whoa, this is like Lord of the Rings plus Hereditary. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. And Thank symbolically, yeah. it was interesting too, because like the weight of the crown, like if he becomes, if he decides to just go for the kingdom and like you know try yeah. try try for glory that way, in the wrong way, it leads to his downfall. He will burst into flames. Yeah. Oh yeah, allow the external forces to bring you glory instead of earning it yourself. Yeah, or something. Yeah. I don't Protective know. sash covered with a jizz stain <laughs> don't on use it. The, don't use the jizz. The do you, jizz okay, sash. So do you think that it's the same sash that his mom gives him, or this is, is, it is a, a big question I yeah. had? Because first, let's talk about the axe. Yep. Both of those items were stolen by the scavenger. Yep. Right? He loses everything except mm-hmm. his sword. And then he cuts himself free with the sword, but I think he doesn't take the sword with him. Yeah, that annoyed me. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, take the sword. <laughs> Wait, what? He never has the sword again after that, yeah. right? He doesn't no. take the sword. He doesn't with take him? the sword. No, he's running without it. I don't think he took the sword. There are so many things that I'm just like, why? <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> it is That's just a nitpick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then so he doesn't have any items. He goes to the ghost house, he gets her head, the axe appears. Okay. So the scavenger no longer has an axe. I I can. Well, it's magical. I don't know. It's magical, and and this is the this Christmas game is is the project of the Green Knight. So yep. maybe the Green Knight can just be like bloop, teleport it, make a yeah. new one, do I, whatever. How I interpreted it is that like everything he's facing is due to the Green Knight. Like the, those the yeah. the scavenger is part of the Green Knight's game. Okay, well that's a that's well, how I interpreted it. Because maybe it, yeah, it really depends on that changes what you things, think though. about the Green Knight. Because I mean, uh, it seems to me to be clear that. It's like the Green Knight represents this like uh, force of nature or mm-hmm. the earth that we have to 
respect, but then also, and, and is like an antagonist sometimes, but then we also have to respect and learn from, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, uh, so it's it's like this mysterious well, like otherworldly force or worldly force. The environment and nature is chaos. Yeah. And culture and order is a response to nature. It's a duality. Well, it's a duality. Like, we can't change that the world is always changing. All we can do is respond to the world. So when when the environment, the Green Knight, says, like, Here's here's an opportunity. He has to respond by changing himself to live in that new world. I guess so, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't think of it so much as like a you know the Green Knight is uh, the environment and it's it's chaos and we impose order on it because the Green Knight is trying to help him learn this lesson which is part of our society and our value system. So it's I think it's more that like yeah, but that's why it's a duality. That's well, why it's like it's a never-ending, continuous. Yeah, I mean, I get, no. I, I, I'm not entirely disagreeing with you, but I think that, I think that uh, for me, I think of the Green Knight sort of as this thing that embodies a truth, the fundamental truth in in the universe. The only constant like, is change. Uh, no, I was gonna say that like <laughs> honor is good or something, you know, or like or like um, uh, moral moral rightness, moral truth, and he he represents that. You know, you can try and go your own way, but that's just going to lead to bad, bad stuff. So you should try to be a moral person because that is what is 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 the only thing that's actually true in a fundamental universal sense. You know what I mean? Well, I kind of think <laughs> of it as like um, in order to stand out against nature, in order to create societies and order in the universe of entropy, we have to create a culture. The mm-hmm. culture should be one that uh, meets nature and is a good counterpart to nature, right? Sure. So like so it takes the, lessons from and if what is required of our culture is the morality that you're describing, mm. then that's what the Green Knight wants you to to create. Mm. Sounds like we agree. I like think so. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's all Jungian Jordan Peterson <laughs> yeah. shit anyway. Yeah, I mean it's a you know, it's a medieval morality tale. Obviously, yeah. uh there's gonna be some ideology in there, but uh I don't know. I thought it was a I thought that the moral lesson is clear. And I think that's still pertinent. So the sash, yeah. though. Okay, so, yes. the, so is the, it real or is it counterfeit? Yeah. So the, the mom makes the sash, then it gets stolen and is gone. But then the uh, second witches, like Essel Two, <laughs> they have their own sash. She claims she made it, right? Yeah. She Wait, says she made witches. it. Witches? What? Well, well, not witches. Well, the lady, what well, the, the lady, lady with the blindfold. Oh yeah, yeah. She's oh, the witch, witch, right? Yeah. And well, I, in the I, Arthurian legend, she's the one that turns the Lord into the Green Knight. Because in the Arthurian legend, like Joel Egerton's character is the Green Knight. Yeah, he's the Lord. Oh, yeah, but it's, that's not explicit in this. Like, they're, oh no, not could, the scavenger, the Lord. The Lord. You yeah. could interpret it that like maybe that they're connected. Because they certainly all... he's like a more than just a Lord in the story. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's explicit in the poem. That yeah. guy parties. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He like be, it's revealed that he's like the Lord, and he's like, ah, I got you. Mm-hmm. Now stop being now an idiot. Me a hand See you later. <laughs> Where's my hand? I was job? actually gonna make the joke when he's like, "Give me like return what was given to you." I was like, "A hand job," and then they kissed. I was like, "Oh, they meant that." Okay. Yeah. Um, who? What? What else is that guy in? He looks so familiar. Joel Edgerton, a million things. Oh, Joel. Yeah, he's yeah. in tons of stuff. War, I, warrior. But nothing that you can think of. Oh um, I mean, do you want you want me to look it up? Yeah, you do. Everybody yeah, he's knows one of those. Who, fa- he's one of those actors. who are like, yeah, all right. <laughs> so, are we trying to get to the bottom of like, was the sa- was it the same physical sash the whole time? I think yeah, it really depends on your interpretation of is this whole thing a a a, tr- a series of trials put forth by the Green Knight or not? If it is, I think you can be like it's the same sash being passed on. Um, but 
I think there's also a valid interpretation where it's not, and it's yeah, it because could be a counterfeit. On the one hand, I was like, wait a second. So if the axe is back, does that mean that the scavenger brought the axe to the ghost house, and maybe the scavenger no, no. killed that girl? No, you're thinking, but no, because the the skull has no skin on it. No, He's only thinking, a day ahead of him. So you're no. overthinking all of it. It's, yeah, it's 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 just magic. It just teleported. Well, that makes sense because I could see the green knight as being in control of his own axe. Yeah. But I never made the leap to be like using control of the entire quest. Well, and so I guess that's also why it made sense to me that it's more of like a fundamental universal force that he's representing because once Gawain, uh, you know, checks off the, uh, the appropriate qualities in the chival chivalric uh, list of things you're supposed to do, then the universe rewards him for doing this right thing by giving the axe back and like giving the, sh the sash back and, and whatnot. Yeah. And, yeah, and the sash that he shouldn't have had back. Well, the sash is like mummy's, the, mummy's crutch. He needs the sash because he needs to learn to yeah. get rid of it. And I mean, each item is kind of a, a, a like an, is a visual of some sort of like virtue or morality. And like the, the axe is represented or like represents that he was willing to help people. And the sash is a representative of his fear or his like right. unwillingness to let go. And so like maybe it's just, yeah. Oh, it's, it's like the they're actually well, kind of too piety. That's the piety. What is? Is taking the sash off. And, mm, and choosing to, to trust mm. that, like, okay, I I believe in in these morals and the in these ideals and the, the 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 idea of honor yep. enough that I'm going to have an honorable death. Yep, there the quality of being religious or reverent. Yeah, so okay. he's he's reverent for the idea of the code of, of honor. Yep. Yeah, so the bro like, code yeah. that works. The original bro code. The, the original bro. So do you code. think you can see the sash and the axe as being two sides of the same coin, where the axe is is bravery and the sash is cowardice? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's go with that. They hang out on weekends yeah. together. Well, you could wrap it, it in the sash. In the poem, the sash is it's like a symbol of the cowardice. Mm -hmm. And but when they go back, all the knights start wearing that green sash as like a symbol of like you have to stay honorable. Like you have to be aware of like the cowardice that's within you and fight it. And that was the first fashion oh, okay. trend. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Green sashes. Um, and I might be getting the interpretation a little bit off, but that's kind of like what I understood. Um, and so I, I don't get the sense that they're trying to do that interpretation, but it's certainly a, a symbol of his holding on to the security. Do you, um, you should put it back on after. No. After, yeah. I, <laughs> well, I learned I, my lesson. So now why what die? What do you guys think specifically <laughs> of that visual and like the audio cue when, um, he's got in the vision and his family has left him and he slowly pulls the sash off and it sounds like he's pulling out his insides mm. and then his head falls off. Like, what do you think of that? visual specifically because it's clear like okay what it's supposed to mean but like the power of it and why they chose to have it just be like his head falls off instead of like a, someone coming in and cutting it off i think that for me the what i took from that was that his head was cut off this whole time and it like his mm. like um him going back and running from honor and running from his duty uh was the de decapitation and yeah, so when sure. he when he takes the sash off, that's the only thing. Like he's holding on to this like wrong uh, belief, and so he takes it off. And uh, you know, it's just like, okay, now you're now you're truly dead because you were basically dead already. Yeah. And when the fact that it's just rolling off on its own, rather than having some barbarian run in and chop it off, it just drives home the fact that he did it to himself. Yeah. What do yeah. you What do you think is the significance of having that photograph of him that the lady? I that was interesting. That. that was like, so weird. The, the expression he has. <laughs> like that's what he said in the movie oh okay well how would you like this that expression I'm, i was like struggling like what's the expression he's he's got in that photo it's like a little bit of fear like I, it's like, a very ambiguous kind yeah, of yeah it's the same so, like, expression he's got the whole movie 
<laughs> uh, just his face, David. That's yes. a criticism. <laughs> all right, let's have and it. that's all I say. No, he just like I feel like the whole movie he kind of has this facial expression where it's just like, uh, oh, what am I doing? Uh, bad things, crazy things. Ooh. Like I don't know. <laughs> the Dev Patel's face is so um, evocative. Like yeah. I feel like his eyes are just like big and and uh, when he when he looks when he's looking down and then he like looks, his face is facing down and he looks up. I'm just like. That that shot in the trailer was why I thought there was going to be some badass moments because I was like, "Whoa, he looks like he's going to tool somebody." Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I thought Dev Patel was a great choice of actor, and the casting was great. But um, I do feel like that's one of the things that gave me made me not love the movie so much was yeah. how he's just kind of like, uh, what? "Well, like, yeah, he's." I, I don't think he's. He to me, he's more of a vehicle for the audience to experience what's going yes. on more than uh, an emotional. Uh, carrier of the the journey. Yeah. I also think this movie, like, uh, th- this is a big probably my biggest fault is like it didn't really make me feel anything. Mm. It made my brain work really fucking hard and be so engaged. Yeah, but there wasn't like uh, a moment where I was like, ah, yes, and my heart kind of right. clicked, connected with my brain. I had the I had a heartstrings pulling moment, which oh. is when SL is asking, like, oh my yeah, God. that's that Will was, you make me your lady. Yeah, I was so frustrated. So that was sad. That was really but sad. But it was like, I, by the end of that scene, like, I was so frustrated. And then by the end of that scene, I was kind of like, okay, we need to see this because we need to understand how much of an asshole he is. Yep. Like, he wants to be a knight because it's cool. Yep. And he knows that he's the heir to the throne. And like, you know, he, he, he has to be a knight eventually or but else he not, can't be king. He's not the heir. He is because Arthur and Guinevere don't have any kids and he's the nephew, so he's like the next in line by blood. I thought there was someone else and that's why he was like, oh, I can't sit here. It's not my place. And then the King Arthur said, oh, so-and-so is not here right now, so you can come up It here. was his mom's seat and it's his mom is his, oh, his, mom. his sister. I think she's one of the advisors or whatever. Oh, I thought it was like he's saying his son. Again, I didn't even know it was King Arthur. I thought, yeah. I thought he said, and again, I, I couldn't understand what people were saying. I thought he said my, my son's seat and he's not here. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah. No, but did you catch so, him saying my, you're my nephew? Yes, I did, oh, but okay. like, but why, if he's the heir and everything, why wouldn't he be like, oh, finally? Like he, instead, he's like, what? You want me? You're talking to me? I'm gonna sit here. Well, like, because I think he if knows he's the that heir. I think he knows that he's a piece of shit, and but he hasn't really fully uh, faced that fact yet. So he's kind of like, I think he has shame. He has shame, and I think that's why he doesn't say anything to Essel. Like he's not. He's an asshole, but he's not like an outward dick. Maybe he's that's why he like, thinks. Remember, he says to Essel, "I have time. I've got time to become a knight." Right. Because maybe he's like entitled. Yeah, he mm, knows yeah, that maybe. he knows that there's like he's going to end up in an honorable place eventually, he or can, he thinks that he will just get there by virtue of just where you know his birthright. He can mess around as a playboy. Yeah, so now that. he's yeah, that's why he's just like dicking around and being and being an idiot. Man, make her your lady, Gawain. Yeah, that you're right. That scene was fucking Jeez. heartbreaking. Okay, that kind of changes one of my criticisms, which was it doesn't seem like he like really wants to be a knight. He, they at the beginning of the movie they're just like hey are you a knight yet and he's like not yet <laughs> it's not like i have this need this mm. is the need yeah, and the whole yeah. movie is based on this need right um, but if it's actually just like an entitlement that he thinks he's gonna get then that kind yeah. of assuages that criticism he's a spoiled white kid except he's indian <laughs> and english i mean yeah what did what do you guys think of that section once like the for me that the section that dragged on the longest was when he's chopped off the green knight's head and he's still at camelot uh, and he's waiting to go on the adventure. What did you guys think of that part? And like, there's the puppet show that happens a couple times. There's mm. like the wheel that spins. Like, I don't really get the, I didn't really get the the idea behind the wheel other than like showing the passage of time, I guess. But they keep showing it. 
What did you get? Yeah. What did you think that accomplished? And did it work for you? Well, guys? they show the puppet show with Gawain's head actually getting cut off. Yeah. So I guess that they're works. trying to nudge the el- the audience to being like, this is a real risk, the real thing that could happen in this movie. Mm-hmm. Because I was, as soon as the Green Knight was like, oh, as soon as I heard him say it could just be like a, a stroke, a, t- a touch your face or like a gentle touch, I was like, yeah, that's what's going to happen. Like, he's not right, going right. to die. No. Yeah, yeah. Like, I never thought it was that dangerous for him mm. to, to go there. I thought the mo- the part that dragged the most is when he's hiking and um, he like slips and falls on the slope. I think it's right about the time the fox befriends him. Is that when he takes the shrooms? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He like slips. Well, you know, after most that. Disapp- that happens after. Oh. He, the, the shrooms happen after he slips. Yeah, because he's tired. It basically was like a... It went from like a slow scene that just cut to another slow. There was a lot of him just like walking through like kind of okay looking wilderness. Like it didn't wasn't that majestic. I would have taken five or ten minutes out of the movie right there. It's kind of funny because when he takes the he gets high on shrooms and barely for like a second. No, no, but for a second. But I well when they're wet (laughs) like that, you have to eat a lot of them. This is why. Okay, okay. (laughs) the science. Well, the thing that struck me about that was I was like, this whole movie is sort of like a trip. So it's like, do we need him to take mushrooms in order to have this like little vision that he has? Like, I feel like he could have just had the vision. vision what was the vision that he had at that moment? The he just like envisioned the green flash. knight there and standing there and nothing really the, came of yeah. it. He has, his hands kind of like moss over for a second. Oh, and I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, here we go. Yes. <laughs> and then stoked. This movie would probably be good enhanced. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, I'm, too, it's too scary. I might have not. I think it's like, second watch. Yeah, oh, second. that enhanced. I thought you. Second, I thought you meant like on mushrooms. I was like, no, 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 way. no, no, no. no you probably have a bad time. Yeah. No, I could have smoked a bit. That would be cool. Um, Not the first time. You'd be too confused. I think. Oh yeah. yeah Second be. time though, maybe. Uh, I'm gonna watch this again for sure. One of the things, one of the things that kept me going with it, where it's like, uh, there, I feel like I would have gotten bored maybe, was these little, these little bits where characters break out of the um, archaic language for a second and say something in kind of modern Th- those bits where the movie becomes like super original and and modern yeah where, sort of i know exactly the p- part you're gonna talk when the ghost says what are you doing <laughs> yeah yeah those bits don't touch me like, yeah, yeah. yeah that was the best and he's like and he's like if i get your head what will i get in return and she's like why would you ask me that why would you ever ask me that yeah like you idiot yeah and um th- she was awesome there yeah. there was a couple parts where um a year after the green knight encounter arthur is in uh Gawain's place and he's like or it's, it's his mother's Arthur's place. place or some they're I don't know they're inside they're they're chilling and he's like you must go this is like you know it's this big grand language and stuff and then he just kind of stops and like like picks out his teeth and he's like my tooth hurts oh yeah <laughs> and he's and then it happens like a couple minutes later or whatever where he's like you have to go or whatever and he starts like rubbing his he starts like caressing his face and he's like you have mud on your face yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. just like okay it was like it's not comic relief per se because it's not like a funny thing, but it just kind of cuts the tension a little bit. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I like yeah. that. Well, for a movie that doesn't have very much humor, it's never heavy. Like it doesn't feel like oppressively heavy. It just feels like yeah. focused. And I appreciated that. Um, I thought uh, a great line from Essel was when he's like, I have to go. Or he's like, why do you have to go? And he's, he's like, because something about greatness like i need to get i need to achieve greatness and she's like why greatness is goodness not enough and i was like oh that's an interesting idea yeah, for a commoner because it's like <laughs> <laughs> that's how you stay a commoner your whole life yeah. i oh my God. <laughs> i got to where i am through hard work being the nephew of the king um it was kind of an interesting question though because it's like okay that posed the question of is honor worth 
going through all of this hardship. Like, well, the honor is part of class in this mm. world. Yeah, I guess so. Because I say the modern value is certainly that goodness is better than greatness. Goodness is better than greatness? Well, that's because that, you're a Marxist. <laughs> maybe. But uh, yes, I mean, like certainly in Arthurian times, it would be the opposite. Greatness is better than goodness. Right. Well, especially because for most people, they are living in literal mud yeah. and, and shit. <laughs> that's and fair. so, you know, they have to have some like great ideal to look up to. And like, maybe I could be a knight. Maybe I could go on a grand adventure. Uh, but that's now fair. we have Netflix and, you know, we don't need to go on a grand adventure. Well, unless, the, unless the movie only comes out in the theaters and then you do. <laughs> then you have, have to, to venture out. out to the theater. Yeah. Um, Guys, I went to Mission to watch this movie. Why? What? You know, Why? I worked at that movie theater for two years when I was 15. <laughs> Why did you go to there Mission? There was a big uh, puddle of pee in the bathroom. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. I'm Which mission. bathroom? Uh, East or West? <laughs> Why'd you the go so far left. away? I was meeting some a friend there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jeez Louise. But yeah, Mission Man sucks. Don't hang out with Mission people, dude. <laughs> Jeez. I graduated and left. Everyone who didn't, bad people. That's Just rude. joking. Someone listen to this podcast. Love you. Okay, I, I have a few more hit picks. The scavenger actor. Really, really good. I hated him. What? You know that guy, right? Have you seen uh, The he's, Killing of a Sacred Deer? No, but I've seen him and he's been in a few you things. You should watch that if you hate that guy or love that guy. Why? He's, both. A, he's bad? He's the adver- adversary in that but is he, mm. does he do a good job? Yeah. That, have you you got to cover that uh, that director's movies. Sure. Wait, I think who? he did The Lobster as well. Oh. Who is this? The Killing of a Sacred Deer. I is saw a The Lobster. Tormenting, <laughs> torment of a movie. It's a. Anyways, you didn't like the actor. I like the second part of the performance, like when he goes evil. But the first, like, oh, I'm just a British guy and I'm cleaning up the battlefield. What? I like, I don't know. It just felt really... <laughs> fucking amateurish to me or something i just didn't connect with it and oh, like really it maybe it, it might have just been me that whole scene was one shot i love the way it's shot yeah but i just i feel like i'm like is that really the best take they got and maybe maybe it's just oh, me man i thought it was but great i really yeah i didn't connect with that first part at all i totally believed he was that character and me too. Uh, i liked how weird he was no yeah. and like, they, they keep wide the whole time yeah, yeah you yeah. never get to see him yeah we don't get to a close-up shot until he flicks him the coin and then he like does a magic trick with it and he like kisses his hand or whatever yeah. and it's a, i mean i don't know it was a great shot and i was just like director he did a good job the, other the director the f- is yorgos lanthimos and people mm-hmm. have been requesting his movies a lot okay he I'm did done. the lobster he did the lobster and uh, killing of a sacred deer oh, nice. i haven't yeah. seen the lobster but i want to talk a little bit about the visuals of this movie because this is a low budget movie it's 15 right? million dollars one five really oh, wow. yeah and it is phenomenal and yeah. there's a couple points where like you can see the low budget peak through like there's a shot like tracking of camelot and it's like there's kind of different levels of the castle that are showing and, like the top level is clearly cg and it just doesn't track right yeah uh, and there's a couple of that where like the lighting it's clearly like they didn't quite get the exposure right for it if it was the sun that might be clear to you i think to most people that all looked fine the totally. thing that's i think stood out most egregiously throughout like every single time was the fox yeah, every the time the su- the fox was there. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought it looked pretty good. There's a couple times where it yeah, fine. pretty good, but you're like, oh, that's CG. Yeah, pretty CG looks pretty yeah. good. I guess so. But then there's all of the like phenomenal shots, like the the shot when he's like walking through, like on his horse, going through like where they're logging and stuff, or like even like the Green Knight's chapel itself is like, I've like I wanted a painting. I I literally want a painting of when the Green Knight's standing over him with the axe and he's just on all fours. Oh yeah, that's like. That's art. Like yeah, that yeah. shot is so beautiful. Well, it's even incredible. The, even the shot where he's sort of at the entrance to the Green Chapel and it's it looks like it's yeah. an archway yeah. made of like nature though. Yeah. And it's, so it's cool. just this bright yellow. Uh 
backlighting him. Yeah, it's incredible. Great imagery. Yeah. yeah. How about the practical effects? How about the Green Knight's face? Oh man, they go right so close good. to it. Yeah. It looks amazing. Yeah, it looked so good. I don't yeah. even know how they did that. Yeah, the fact that this is such a cheap movie, like it, they did such a phenomenal job. Just, with and the money. visual design of the yeah. Green Knight. Like I love the fact that he is kind of like made of bark and branches and stuff. Well, like, yeah, I like saw a half end. A couple screenshots of like the older versions of like this story, and it's just like a dude with like a big beard and hair and shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like no, Lame. this is special. Got green armor. Yeah. yeah. He, I think like the the costume design too is pretty pretty phenomenal. Like I like all the stuff in Camelot looks really good, but I the stuff in the vision was like so beautiful. Like when they're getting married, like her dress and his outfit, mm. and then when he's just like an old man king, like everything they're wearing looks so modern, but it looks like so like believable at the same time. Like, it was just so designer, but it, I fucking loved it. <laughs> so designer. Yeah, but uh, I feel like they did a good job of kind of a mix of sort of period appropriate attire and then also yeah. having like a little bit of flair, like his uh, his, his bright sash. yellow cloak. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the, uh, yeah, the sash, I guess. No, that's what I meant. I meant the cloak. Right. The crown thing. with the like halo on it. Yeah, it's a cool crown. So Great cool. production Great design. Great yeah. They did a phenomenal yeah. job. Also, one more thing about the Green Knight when he's moving the sound of like when he moves it's the sound of trees like cracking yeah, and like rustling cool. it's <laughs> the movie had good sound yeah i want to play a game it's called decipher this audience reviews meaning oh okay <laughs> bring it on sure. uh, it's just like, a game guys yeah it's just a game. uh there's cuz like this movie's pretty divisive it's got really good critic reviews 90% on rotten tomatoes but it's 53% for audience uh really yeah when you watch it like thinking about it, it's like yeah, there's just a lot of people that are going to find it really boring. That makes boring. sense, actually. Or too um, too far up its own ass. Yeah, there's I, a lot of that. It I, definitely um, seems pretentious at times, yeah. and that's why I, you know, didn't yeah. love it so much. But but yeah, uh, it's like this, looking in a mirror, there's like, yep. I mean, there's there's stuff that's like technically correct, but I'm like, I can't, I can disagree with. But this this one in particular, this one, I'm like, what does this mean? A two hour long Hollywood self masturbation. You got it. Uh, uh, a complete corruption of the original story. What? A chivalric tale contorted to glorify atheism and gayness. What? Please explain Wait, that to the me. The gayness because he kisses the Lord? <laughs> That's in the original poem. Yeah. He kisses him really? way more in the original yeah. one. He gives him like six kisses total. Huh. I'm going to give you a kiss for each kiss I got. So this guy, okay. He seems, so what, he wait, seems glorify to glorify atheism. Like, let's do like one of the getting, time. He's getting all the kisses from the lady, and the whole time he's thinking, "Ooh, I get to give these to the <laughs> Lord later." <laughs> no, but the this person who wrote this, he complains that it's a bastardized version of the original poem. So, he's an idiot. Apparently, has some kind of familiarity with the original poem, but then complains about the, the homosexuality. Kiss. But, but like, it's not even really. You're that saying that's in the original poem. Yeah, there's like because it's like the same thing where it's like anything you get. Give back to me, and like he keeps refusing the lady, but he keeps getting like she keeps giving him a kiss. So he gives him one the first day, two the second, and three this, the this third day, and also the sash. He he he's literally doing a surface level interpretation of this, where he, there are two guys kiss on screen, so it must be a homosexual <laughs> thing. Um, yeah, I mean you're gonna have to get used to that, pal. What, I mean maybe yeah. the Lord. I mean honestly, that's kind of what I was I was thinking. Like maybe the Lord is gay, and that and that this is kind of like his way of playing around. But I feel like it because it's this whole sort of like cosmic meaning, sort of like grand adventure type thing. I don't think the Lord is like ooh, ooh no. uh, we're we're playing a little game. I think he's part of this journey. So I think it, you can't really you can't really take it literally. Of like this is a Lord who literally lives in this castle out here. And he does this wager as a fun thing to do. You and know, Lord's fuck. He likes getting cuckolded. <laughs> Lord's, they do whatever they want. <laughs> Wait, then what, what, what do you think about the atheism? Well, I comment? thought that was so weird because, like, as I've been saying, to me, 
part of what I got from this movie is that there is this sort of like you could you could view it as a um in support of absolute truth or in, in support of uh there existing this moral reality yeah. um which is more uh, uh you know compatible with with deism than atheism so I was like or theism or whatever yeah um so I don't know I don't I don't see they where had it, a lot of Catholicism in the in the story, I thought it was like strangely. Did you go to mass? I expected it to be more critical yeah, of same. of uh, belief or religion or whatever than it was, but like really, the the Christianity that we see here is just kind of part of life, and they don't really comment on that big you know big way one way or the other. Yep. So that's kind of weird. Yep. I don't know. No idea, man. No idea. I, that guy my favorite. I think that person about. viewed the whole movie through a lens that they view everything with. Mm. And I don't have that lens. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. I don't live my life. It's yeah, a problem right now. <laughs> yeah, there's other reviews where I just like can't disagree with what they said, although I disagree with the sentiment, like where it's like one star. Entire movie's disjointed. It was like watching snippets from someone's dream about not feeling adequate in life. I'm like, yep, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> and I don't like it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel like the filmmaker made the movie he set out to make. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't. But I don't think that everyone's gonna like it. It's like it's no, like the fountain. Not. The fountain's similar, where it has like sixty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I also thought of the fountain here, where it's there's definitely a sense of pretension because you know, and with any movie that is this artsy, that's gonna be there. Like I said, I feel like the way that I feel about this movie is the way that I feel about a painting. It's beautiful, and everything is executed so well. Uh, the visuals, the sound design the characters and the compelling, the way it kind of like compels you to feel a certain way. But as a ride, it's definitely, as a, as a cinematic, as a movie experience, it's definitely lacking mm -hmm. because, you know, it, uh, I didn't feel, I didn't feel emotion about the characters or about the journey. It's all very cerebral. Mm -hmm. Like academic kind of. Um, but yeah, so th that that is like a major criticism from me to this movie that... I would have. It would have been a better movie if I could feel. Do you feel that, like those that things. is? Um, and I feel like a fight scene would have helped. You think it's mutually exclusive <laughs> with like when you're watching a parable versus when you're watching something that's supposed to be have more realism. You know what I mean? Like if you're watching Par a movie that's supposed to be like cinema verite, like this is real yeah, life. Yeah, but parables are fine as long as they're not two two hours and ten minutes long. Yeah, I, I expected I this bored. movie to be shorter. Yeah. I think it, I think it could have. Like, it's harder to know specifically what to cut, but I think it would be well-served if it was under two hours. Yeah. I mean, like, par yeah, parables, uh, moral lessons are good, but if you're going to have people sit down in a theater and, like, mm -hmm. eat their popcorn and drink their drink, drink their just, stuff, you got you to gotta entertain a them. A light bulb just went off. I was thinking about long shots and stuff, and I you was- You mean on? I, yeah, you're right. Idiot. <laughs> no, in my brain, it gets darker. <laughs> it's the blinding light, and then it yeah. gets dark. Uh. Anyways, remember when he's bound- and then the camera does a full 360 and arrives back at him and he's a skeleton. Oh, I love that and shot. And then he goes oh. out. Then it goes. I loved up, it. It goes back. And I was just thinking, I haven't thought about that shot since I saw it in the theater. And now, and now for a second, I was like, what did that mean? But it's clear to me, I think, that that is just, that is uh, setting you up that he can have visions yep. of the future yep. and then have the chance to change what I happens. I mean, yeah, I guess there's that. I, I took it to mean that... Um, if he remains passive and if he doesn't like take charge and like make something of himself, he'll just, you know, Which this, is what, this is how it'll end up. Which is exactly what happens at the end. So yes. if they didn't have But it that. didn't have to be 
a five minute shot or whatever it was. It took so it's long. Like a minute. It's not one. It's like three minutes. It's cool though. Like when he goes back and he's the skeleton, I was like. <gasps> I had a little like I had a moment. I had a, there was a second there where I was like, "What if he just died in the yeah, rest of the movie?" I know. I there was he a second I believed it. it. Yeah. No, me too. I but I I didn't have like a. It was more kind of like, okay, so he's a skeleton now, and then oh, we're turning back around. Okay. So do you All think right? And it's still going. I'm like, get to come on, let's go, guys. I yeah. Uh, sure. I don't know. I That's wanted fair. to be okay. a bit more of like That's a. Fair. Well, some of us like 2001: Space Odyssey. You know, some of us <sighs> don't. Um, do you think that? They originally wrote that in, or like the direct. Well, the guy, the director is the writer, is the editor of this movie. Wow. Um, do you think he that, edited it? Yeah. David Lowry. Yeah. And didn't you think oh, that wow. the editing was kind of cool? Well, <laughs> I do, and apparently, Pretty so cute. this movie was supposed to come out pre-COVID, but yes. he actually took the opportunity to re-edit it because he wasn't happy with it. And I think I'd be curious to see the pre-COVID version, but I'm glad he that he made some choices that looked yeah. novel, like just the pacing of when text comes on screen, when it what it looks like when it I, does. I hate the fucking. I couldn't read a lot of really? it. I had the person I was with I had to like interpret one of them. Like it was like the beheading David, of whatever. Oh yeah, there was one I could the, not I read. Like, yeah. They were like, what? And I'm like, the beheading. David, it's so funny how like these certain things about the movie, like I like it, you don't yeah. like it, you like it, I don't like <laughs> oh, it. Oh wow. That's our podcast. <laughs> but it's so it's so like it's it's crazy how consistent that is. Yeah. And like something pops up yeah. and really yeah. Did you see those crossfades though? When they're at the round table? It, it, it's going from one knight's face to another <laughs> yeah, night's. And yeah, there's yeah. these really Fast crossfades. I was like, no one's doing that today. That is different. Yeah, it felt very classic. Like, yeah, but not too classic because they weren't slow. No, it was uh, interesting. Yeah, I I appreciated having those chapter breaks because I think it helped me to think about this as a true adaptation of the original poem and less of a, hey, I'm giving you this cool modern Batman take on the Green Knight. I I do think that they. I mean, like, you you can't speak to the shame, but I think they. Did not sell this movie quite right. Mm-hmm. I think they they they. I don't know if they oversold it or or what it is, but to me, like it was more art house than the trailer made yes. it out to be. Oh, definitely. Uh, and it's it's gonna get more people in the the theater. I'm sick but of it's this. Well, it, has, the, it has overperformed their projections. Yeah. So I'm so uh, tired of it. Yeah. But it's like I know why they're doing it to get people in seats. This is but, why you don't even bother. Because sometimes I see a movie a trailer and it looks so actiony. Uh, actually, I saw the trailer for a Reminiscence. I was like, "Oh, this is kind of like Inception, but ripped oh, off." Yeah, that looked kind of cool. Yeah, it looked kind of cool, and the trailer went on. And then there's, I'm like, "I just this looks too actiony." But I'm hoping that it's not that actiony, and it's just trailers doing trailer things. So, like, so I, I think that there are people who um, see this movie and are like, "Hey, I appreciate that they didn't go super actiony with it." You know, it's like I, I appreciate that there wasn't it wasn't chock full of fight scenes. You know, it was like yeah. a more contemplative restrained you know and those uh, people are in our audience and that's and that's cool and i i do appreciate that but at the same time i recognize that the movie would be better if blades met at one point just like because because the thing is that it has to be entertaining and you guys are saying that it's more a cerebral thing and i i i would love i love movies that are cerebral yet also entertaining to me that is what gets a 10 out of 10 to me if it has this sort of like philosophical intellectual side, but then it's also a fun okay, experience. Like the fountain. No. There's some fighting in it, but it's like two seconds and then they move on. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, I, I forget what I gave the fountain, but I, I definitely. You definitely loved it. Everybody I liked loved it. it. I liked it a lot. <laughs> um, but I just I just feel like it's 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 extremely annoying to me when they do these trailers and it, they, they do make it look like 
There's swinging of swords. There's swinging of axes. Yeah. There's big imposing people that look like they're going to fuck you up. So I'm like, okay, that, that's one thing that's annoying. And then the other thing is, is that's annoying is if, even if I never saw the trailer, I would want there to be some sort of, and maybe it's not a fight scene, but maybe it's something that makes me care about these characters uh, on a on a more personal, on a yeah. more like visceral level, instead of me thinking of this as a detached morality tale. What's more visceral than semen? <laughs> it's pretty visceral. Pretty visceral, dude. Pretty pretty real. Okay, going back to that shot, the 360 one, though, I, what I was going to ask you was, do you think that he always planned to have that? Or do you think that that wasn't in the movie, the rest of the movie was shown to test audiences, and they were like, what was with that vision at the end? Mm. And then he had to go back, okay, we need to earn that, so retroactively, we're going to write in this like yep. mini version of that. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I feel like you don't need to sell that he had a vision i mean like it like david said i feel like it's a mystical thing he's in this green chapel yep. with this force of nature this character that represents something that we can't understand so it's like all right he had a vision all right that's fine i think um it's not like it's not like an inherent it, quality of gawain that he has vision but i think it helps sell the idea that when it happens it doesn't feel so deus ex it's like oh we've yeah. had visions in this universe that's yeah fine. it's so, like oh this is a technique that happens this is a thing that happens in this movie yeah, yeah, even yeah. if it's not a gawain thing it's yeah, a, i didn't even read it as a vision when it happened i just no and i don't think that at the end of the movie when the real vision does happen i don't think anyone was like oh yeah well remember the skeleton part. yeah of course I, so yeah. that's why i kind of think it's retroactive i think there's some people sure. left the test audience and were like mm. Ew, not sure if I like this movie. They're like, okay, what can we do? And then they wrote this little thing. That's in. fair. Because no, I think no, no. there's a lot of scenarios in which that vision would rub me the wrong way, where it's like, oh, he had a big long dream sequence, and then that gave him his big character growth. Like that's kind of lame. It was it, all a dream. Yeah, I mean, it's like that could be lame, but I didn't feel that in this case. And maybe that is part of it is that it kind of earns it a little bit, and then it, I'm I'm predisposed to accept it. You you might be right that that's why they put it in there, but I, in the moment I wasn't thinking this is a vision. I was just thinking this is the film saying something about what will happen if if he doesn't do his quest or whatever. Right. So so I did not I didn't even connect the vision and the the skeleton. I didn't tell just now. Okay. <laughs> but I think it, in retrospect it seems like clearly connected. Fair. Oh. Well, maybe. Okay, then. No, maybe. I agree with what you're saying though. It's like one seems like it's internal to his mind and the other seems like it's the film doing it, you know, mm -hmm. from the outside. Cuz clearly if he's a skeleton, he's not thinking. Skeletons can't think and that is that's just that's science. Except science. that ghost though. Her head was in the lake. Oh, but she's not a skeleton. Yeah, it's not a, a skeleton doing the thing. Was he's he's, he's was the, separated. Was the skeleton always in the bed? And when he was sleeping in the bed, there was actually a skeleton in there. He just Ma didn't probably see it. Probably magic. I, so much I magic. feel like he got in the bed and the skeleton was to the side. Yeah. Spoon, little spoon. Yeah, would have been the big one. I think. Favorite line in the whole movie is when, uh, when the the scoundrel is robbing him, and uh, Gawain's like, "Was there ever a chapel?" And he's like. You're in it, bitch. <laughs> he says, "Bitch." No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just love that because to me that that was the moment where I'm like, I'm so fucking into this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Yeah, uh, that actually gives credence to the theory that it's all the Green Knight. Yeah, yeah, I think it is all the Green Knight. Okay. I love it. Um, he rules the land. To to near the since we're almost ending this, I want to share my favorite comment on the uh, YouTube. Oh, please. Uh, trailer for this movie. Which is everyone's gangster until one year hence. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh my god! Some people like chops funny. off his head yeah. and he's like, "Ha! Ah, I got yeah. it!" And he's like, "Surprise, bitch!" <laughs> yeah. This is it. Oh, sorry. 
No, that's it. Yeah, this is a great movie. It's not for everyone. I think like you'll know if you're into this kind of slow moving, yeah, it's cerebral movie. But if you are, this is like a this it's is un- a great one. It's unquestionably a good movie. Yeah, it could be better. This podcast is just going to be Marvel and A24 movies. <laughs> That's all we do. It's all we need to do. I yep. prefer watching these. I like the yes. Marvel movies too. A24 but... Cinematic Universe. Yeah, fuck yeah. Oh, that'd be crazy. Yeah. The Green Knight versus what? The... What else is there? A24 Hereditary? Yeah. yeah, and then like the boyfriend in Midsummer comes back and he's like in the bear costume on fire. Yo, <laughs> yeah. That could totally the, work. That, that, that thing, the, the Paimon from Hereditary. Oh, yeah. Demon versus Green Knight. Fuck yeah. That's, that's the, a Marvel fight yeah, yeah. right the there. Witch, they have powers. The, the witch. The witch, <laughs> yeah. Willem Dafoe in the in Lighthouse. Oh, man. Yeah, the Lighthouse, yeah. Um, mid-90s, this is a 90s skateboarder shows up. <laughs> Ex Machina's an A24. Oh, that oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robots. Yeah. Yo, they could totally have... They, like, they could have an Yo, Avengers I want a Smash Bros, but up. like... <laughs> A24. <laughs> A24 Smash Honestly, every provocative movie of the last five it. years has been from A24. They're doing something pretty... Killing of a Sacred Deer, mm. Eighth Grade. Uh, they did uh, Eighth Grade, huh? Yeah, just everything that's not Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> There's only Disney and A24 left. That's 2027, the state of this, like, yeah. cinema. All right, what are we doing next week again? Suicide Squad. You guys are doing so. We're contributing to superheroes. Yeah. Well, whatever. That one looks cool. It looks cool. There's a shark, a shark person. The other one that's coming out next week is Nine Days, which is that movie that we definitely want to do. Let's do the one the week after. Yeah, we will. But we, yeah, we don't want to. I don't know if it's available here. Oh, I see. It's a limited release. Ah, that always hurts the views because other people can't see it. Well, but definitely uncut gems, Lady Bird. Those are both a twenty-four. Okay, stop. We're we're off that. It's over. (laughs) I always do this. I got to publish tech linked. Okay. Well, see you guys later. Love you. you. Email us at hello. Oh, yeah. You got to do that whole thing, James. Tweet at us at Carpal Critics. What about the email? He said it. Okay. Bye. Hello. See you later. Bye.